0: You're listening to Back to the 80s. Take me back, to the glory days. back to the 80s. Take me back I want to go. 1.21 1. gigawatts. 1.21 gigawatts. What the hell is a gigawatt?! We are the radio show that brings the 80s back to a new generation. I am Toscano, and I've got to my right, somewhere in a undisclosed location that the government should not find out, the ever so wondrous Chang. Chang, how the heck are you today?
1: Well, Toscano, I am always in ready and hot pursuit to make somebody just a little bit happier. That's right, Chang's sitting in. Happy Friday to all of you. Happy weekend and happy weekday if you tune into the show during the week. Aloha to all our friends in beautiful Hawaii. Want to throw a big shout out to our good friends out in the UK. You know who you are, man. And I also want to throw out a special shout out right now to anybody wearing just pajama bottoms. Commando, underwear, doesn't matter. Socks, no socks, booties like Toscano would wear footies (laughs) like Toscano would wear but just your good old-fashioned jammy bottoms sweats don't count Toscano
0: no they don't and I am wearing uh, the low-cut socks again or as you like to call them the booties I want to give a big shout Uh out to uh, everyone listening to us both here in the U.S. and abroad in every single country that listens to us And as we do every week, I want to give a big shout out to those who are listening to us directly from Australia. Believe it or not, we've got listeners in Morocco, in New Zealand. We've got people in Israel. We've got people everywhere. Today is a fantastic program because you've given us a topic to talk about today. We posted a question a few days ago on our 80s Facebook page. And the question was, which was your favorite cartoon of the 80s. We got an overwhelming response. I mean, thousands of people commented, and we're just very excited. There's just too much to talk about. And today, when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about cartoons of the 80s and a lot more nonsense here on the one and only Back to the 80s. Don't go away. Hey, some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang. We are back, Chang. This is the one and only Back to the 80s.
1: As uh, you know, and some of my fellow uh, St. Benedict Bruins and Montebello Euler alumni that are listening to the show will uh, say, uh, I was already a teenager when we got into the 80s, so uh, my knowledge of cartoons is going to be a little bit off. I will be able to jump in here and there because I did have children in the 80s, and we did watch uh, some of those uh, lamer cartoons that I would have to sit around in my jamsies and watch with my kids.
0: Well, before we go into that, I do want to give you one kind of sad news, and that is related to the 80s because this following singer lost his son, and this singer was uh, a very popular singer in the 80s, and that's Bobby Brown. His son of 28 years old, Bobby Brown Jr., was found uh, dead in his home in Los Angeles. police department responded to a call for a medical emergency on Wednesday at around 1.50 p.m., and uh, he was pronounced uh, dead there. No foul play was suspected. Whitney Houston passed away, then the daughter passed away in the same way, and now his son. It wasn't uh, Whitney's son, but still, nevertheless, it, you know, you wonder what some of these people are into because... There's just too much coincidence, too many family members dying there.
1: You know, it, it, it's sad that uh, he loses another family member. I mean, my heart goes out uh, for for her him or anyone that, that loses a child. I, I mean, that's a loss and a hurt that uh, I can't even imagine. And uh, I pray to the great spirit above that I never have to ever endure that kind of pain. But uh i think really quick that uh, a lot of uh, kids that get brought up with a lot of money uh riches uh famous parents or even a little bit of fame themselves they get trapped in their ego and their ego uh, allows so many demons to fly in and out of their lives again uh our, our hearts go out to uh, bobby brown's family at this uh, particular moment uh, and it's very uh, it's sad to hear for anybody
0: that uh, loses a child. Yeah, exactly. Off of the bad news. All right, so we asked you guys, what was your favorite cartoon of the 80s? Now, I do want to make a little caveat here, a little side note. There were a lot of cartoons that they played in the 80s that weren't from the 80s. They were from the 60s and mm-hmm. 70s. Some of those cartoons that come to mind are a set of cartoons that I used to watch. For example, Wait Till Your Father Gets Home, which was from the 70s. Also, you know, the more of the... Kitty cartoons like Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll and uh, right, you know right. Woody, well, Woody Woodpecker, Woody Woodpecker and they still played those in the eighties. I mean, uh, we that were you know that did watch cartoons in the eighties will remember that a lot of those like Tom and Jerry we used to watch so much of that because even though it was the age of decadence and but the beginning of the eighties, man, it still had so much, so much of the sixties yeah. and seventies still yeah um, in in the programming. if if you recall. But uh, so we asked you guys, what was your favorite cartoon of the 80s? And you guys responded. And I want to read to you guys uh, some of the ones that you guys chose and see how many of you guys agree, don't agree. But I've got a list here of some of the best cartoons of the 80s in no particular order. But let's start with the very first one. The very first one that we have here is a cartoon that brought three little chipmunks together. And although this, this threesome of cartoon characters isn't new.
1: Whoa, 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 <laughs> We here at Descano and Cheyenne back to the 80s do not condone the talking of a
0: threesome. Well, Slow down. I want you to Get listen. Get your mind off the nuts. <laughs> Don't take this the other way. Hang on. Ah uh, yes. That's right. The series returned to, to television screens in nineteen eighty-three after they took a hiatus and ran until nineteen ninety, believe it or not. And fans are gonna remember yes. uh, they're gonna remember its cracking opening theme, as well as the introduction of the Chipettes. Brittany yeah. Gen- Jeanette, and Eleanor.
1: So, I used to think they were like the chipmunk skank. <laughs> they were like the strawberries of the chipmunk world. I, I can recall both those uh, shows, like I said.
0: You know, I had mentioned the, some of the cartoons that were brought in to the 80s, but they were from the 70s. One of those, I had totally forgot right. about this. There was a, a, a set of cartoons called Laugh Olympics. Do you remember this?
1: Uh, Yes, I do remember watching
0: this. Yeah, it it brings a bunch of different characters, you know, uh, Scooby Doobies, Yogi, and specifically a blue dog called Muttley, who used to laugh.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember Muttley. Muttley was, uh, you know, I have a pit bull like Muttley. (laughs) (laughs) Muttley was a crafty dog. Muttley could drive
0: cars. Nice. That's right. It was a television series produced by Hanna-Barbera Productions, and Mm -hmm. it premiered on ABC in 1977. And they still had reruns uh, way into the 80s.
1: That is also the uh, Cartoon Network that brought out Dudley Do-Right. Am I correct?
0: Yes. Yes. I'll save you (laughs) now! You guys will recall there was a cartoon called Tom Tom Slick. Tom Slick, right and uh yeah. this is i believe this was also a 70s cartoon that well that went yes, went into the 80s as well so mm-hmm. some of the other cartoons that were for the younger younger audience this one this following one went from 1987 to 1990 and i want to let you hear it because i don't think you were into this, Chang, exactly. But uh, the adventures of Scrooge McDuck and his grandnephews, Huey, Dewey, and uh, Louie.
1: Uh, oh, I remember I remember this. I would tell my girls not to watch that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> today is the official you're, Chang
0: you're hater day. You're going to be the hater today. Well, here's, here's something more that you can hate. Uh, from 1986 to 1991. See if you can tell me which this animated spin-off was after.
1: Okay. Oh, who are you gonna call?
0: That's right, it was the animated spin-off right. of the hit in nineteen eighty four of Ghostbusters.
1: Now, now did you watch this cartoon-o? cartoon cartoon, Cascado?
0: You know what I I don't I don't think so, because by this time, I was already 19, you know, and maybe 1986. I could have watched it, but I still think at that time it was a little bit too childish for me. Right. And now, this uh, was
1: 84, you said,
0: correct? Well, no, it, it, it was a cartoon based off of 1984's hit film, The Ghostbusters.
1: When did the cartoon come out?
0: 1986, and it went on to 1991. And, uh, I was
1: at a beer bong party when this cartoon. Yeah, came I on.
0: think that's when I had started <laughs> going out to parties in 1987 and things like that. So I don't know how much attention yeah. I put or I placed on on cartoons like this. Uh, but yeah, I do correct. want to mention a couple of things before we go on. If you just joined us, we're talking about cartoons of the 80s. Uh, the choices were made by you, the listeners, and our Facebook followers. So thank you very much for doing that. And I do, I did want to mention a few of the names. Um, Let's go with Brian Cothran. Brian Cothran said Silverhawks, Mask, Bravestar, Transformers. And then he went on to say there's too many to list. But he said now the very first choice that he had here was probably one of my favorite cartoons of the 80s because it was He-Man.
1: My nephew used to watch He-Man along with the the Ninja Turtles.
0: He-Man came out in 1983. And believe it or not, believe it or not, it only had 130 episodes, only two seasons. That's it. Only two seasons. The interesting thing is, although it went on from 83 to 85, there is now a cult following after this cartoon. There are people today watching it. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix and really, uh, yeah, this thing. I feel sorry for this. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Don't be a hater.
1: I hate that and I hate that more. Are they sitting around with uh, He-Man haircuts and his attire? I know what he's doing
0: that. But it does have... I hope
1: to God not. I don't even want to envision that, Toscano.
0: Nobody is doing that, but they are, you know, reminiscing. These are people who miss the 80s, just like just like we do. I mean, that's why we have the show, right? And uh, right, so right, we, right, right. we we can't be that much of a hater.
1: Well, you know what, Toscano? I do miss putting my pants over my
0: head for and
1: my my hands through the legs, but I don't continue doing it.
0: Did you ever put a bra on your head?
1: Yes, and I <laughs> walked around and I talked like Mickey Mouse.
0: All right. Uh, John Kaufman said that his favorite cartoon back then was G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. Joe! fight for freedom wherever there's trouble.
1: G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy fighting to save the day.
0: He never gives up. He's always there. Now I know that's going to bring back a lot a lot of memories. But G.I. Joe was one of those cartoons that people went nuts for. I mean people went nuts for G.I. Joe. If you recall, or if you don't recall, G.I. Joe was about an elite unit of soldiers, and the leader of this terrorist organization, his name was Cobra. Now, you were one that collected G.I. Joe uh, when they first popped up onto the scene, weren't you? But you had the big G.I. Joe, right?
1: Yes, I had the uh, 12-inch G.I. Joe action figures, along with vehicles, weapons, tents, parachutes, sharks, bears tigers uh, you name it uh but uh my uh nephew used to uh buy gi joe and i remember going down and buying him i mean probably every little uh military uh unit that you could get on gi joe cuz i mean i was an action figure kid i used to play with a game, uh, with action figures called heroes in action <laughs> maybe some, uh, some of our listeners will identify with you know toscano as a little boy the action figure becomes more than just a plastic toy that is movable and interchangeable right, right i mean because the you get into the characters you change your voice as you're making them talk or you do bomb noises uh it's always pretty cool to get all the little revolvers and all the the weaponry the 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 guns the rifles uh the flamethrowers all kinds of crazy trick little cars i mean gi joe if i could play with gi joe Even in that facet, I would do it to the day. As a matter of fact, when my little nephew comes out to visit me out here in my family, I'll get down and I'll play action heroes with him. I would do it with my grandson, but now my grandson's a little bit too big to want to get down and dirty. But I think G.I. Joe made the boys' creative mind even bigger with the cartoon as opposed to just the toys. It made probably a lot of those toys come to life so a lot of kids would enjoy it even more.
0: Yeah. And they sold like crazy. You know, I remember having wide a number of these action figures. You know, as I mentioned on a previous show, my mom ended up giving most of my toys away. So I was pretty bummed out about that. But you know what? It is what it is. It was just a great, great action cartoon. Cartoons back then really made your mind soar. And it it made you live. It's like you were living in a fantasy land. It's just so different from today. You know, kids today are so involved with their electronics, whether it be their phone, yeah. their their tablets, or their TV. They're so into it, they stop being children.
1: Right. I think a lot of their games and their cartoons are more pro-violent and more pro-teen type of life and activity and the way that they talk and stuff. So. Uh, I think the kids nowadays are really missing that good old fashioned, entertain mindless entertainment without making them mindless. The way that technology is making children a little bit mindless and thoughtless and, and less aware. Oh, I, I don't right. know
0: if you agree with that. A hundred percent, man. I remember that you were allowed to be a kid. You didn't. You weren't introduced yeah. into anything that was for adults back then. You were no only introduced to whatever was age appropriate. And Mm -hmm. now, I mean, from their when they're little kids, you see these little kids, they parents give them their own phone and automatically and their parents don't even search everything that they're looking on their phones. And so they're introduced to who knows what. Yeah. That innocence that that whatever it was that made us made us click into into that fantasy land is gone. They don't get to have. I I agree. So many things that we did. And it's a shame.
1: Toscano, my grandchildren have better phones than me. I'm like, you little creeps, what are you doing with this? You know, I want to go back to
0: the days of a pager. Exactly. All of us remember now, that.
1: What was your favorite, uh, really quick, your favorite little set of your G.I. Joe uh, collection? Was it the anti-tank gun? Was it maybe one of the Jeeps?
0: Cobra's vehicles. But I didn't like the bad guys. I liked the good yeah. guys. And in particular, I liked, oh, I believe it was Storm Shadow. Uh, that was my favorite character. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I always, I always, yeah. uh, you know, I always pretended I got Storm Shadow and uh, what was the girl's name? I forget her name, but I would get both of them and have them hide in certain areas by themselves, if you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I remember really quick when I would play with my uh, G.I. Joe's Kung Fu grip and Life Like hair, they would go on furloughs and they would go and, uh, have their way with Barbie in the hotel and beat the crap out of Ken. So I know exactly where you're going with on that one, my brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, G.I. Joe, when it started, it began with a two five-part miniseries in 1983 and 1984. But then it became a regular series that ran into syndication from 85 to 86. And kids loved following the adventures uh, of the team. You know, I, I know that the the whole commercial PR around it is to learn to be a hardworking American man and woman, you know, fighting threats of against freedom right. all over the world. But as a kid, you're not mm-hmm. into that. As a kid, you were into this is GI Joe, uh, you know, American soldiers, and we're fighting against Cobra and and some other evil entities. So that's what yeah. that's what we were into.
1: And you know what's funny? Uh, Cobra to us, two kids, the bad guy really didn't have a ethnicity. Right. And that's kind of uh, I'm going to say it, and maybe maybe some people think I'm a little weird, but that's kind of the beauty of being a kid. Uh, you don't know any prejudice except good against evil.
0: Yeah, I wasn't aware of any parents telling him, "Look, uh, Cobra is from this country or from that country." No. Yeah. They just said Cobra is a bad guy and his evil organization, period. We thought, I mean, I thought Cobra was just, uh, you know, somebody who was from the United States that just went rogue. And that's about it.
1: Yeah, so did I. But he was quite handsome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's another one. I'm going to let you listen to the beginning of this theme song. Well, this following cartoon was from 1985 to 1986 and it was an animated television series produced by D.I.C. It was based on the M.A.S.K. Mask action figures produced by Kenner. And people went nuts when Mask, the TV series, came out. Now, D.I.C., I remember when I was thinking D.I.C. And I thought it was dick. I, It always had at the end, DIC Dick. Mm-hmm. But you, I don't know if you'll remember this, but a lot of people will will get nostalgic when they hear this. We'll this, this, the this, one of the uh, cool things about Mask theme song was that the music actually sounded like it was produced by some hair band.
1: Yes, exactly. Doesn't it, well, it? Yeah. yeah. It sounded like max.
0: something that you would hear in, the, like, the Karate Kid.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's like you're supposed to be the bad guy. Exactly. The, guy, the you, bad boy, but yet the music says you're a weenie because you put uh, Aquanut <laughs> in your hair and you wear spandex and you wear leg warmers great play electrical instruments that aren't plugged in
0: great great show mask a lot of people remember mask and uh you know it's just one of those shows that unfortunately the new generations will never know what we had all right so we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna be talking more cartoons and hopefully some goodies in store don't go away you're listening to Back to the 80s. Hey, my
1: pals, Toscano and Chang went to school in the 80s, and that was cool. But now they're going back. That's right. And you can tag along with Back to the 80s Radio.
0: I'm Captain Luggins and you're on a cruise. You're listening to Back to the 80s.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Toscano and Chang attack on the show we call Back to the 80s. We are talking cartoons, taking you back to your childhood. Maybe some of you uh, didn't get to have a childhood, but that's another show, I'm sure. Bear Bears down four, three,
0: two, one. Who's that coming from somewhere up in the sky? Moving fast and bright. That's right. From 1985, guess who we're talking about? That's right. We're talking about those cuddly, lovable, colorful Care Bears.
1: That's right. The four Teletubbies, baby.
0: That's right. And do you remember it was so cool because out of there, every character of the Care Bears, a little... Identifier, you know, they had something in their in their belly, whether it be a heart or a sunshine, a rainbow, uh, you know, etc. And that meant that they had powers, right? Certain certain powers, and they were always. I mean, the main theme of the show was to spread love, and we <laughs> we definitely don't have anything similar to that today. I I don't no, know. We could sure, use those Care bear Bears now. Yeah, we can, we can sure use them now, man. A lot of us adults, we need. A little bit of the Care Bears right now. And then you mentioned a little bit earlier a show that was basically from 1987. (laughs) That's right. From 1987, that was the ever-so-popular Ninja Turtles theme song.
1: You can't forget the Ninja Turtles. It was a trip because uh, when I first uh, stumbled upon the Ninja Turtles, it was uh, my my nephew, uh, Eddie. Uh, he was very much into the Ninja Turtles and I would play Ninja Turtles with him and I'd buy him the figures. I mean, he had the whole collection. But if you think about it, who would have thought that you got a bunch of roided out turtles yeah, that got some kind of uh chemical change in them. And then they were led by a rat. A rat!
0: It was, after all, in New York City. And don't forget, they weren't just any roided so out happy. Ninja Turtles. They were, you know, Brooklyn-style Ninja Turtles, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, and they ate pizza. I bet you that made you giddy as a young boy. Oh, that
0: night. made me happy. Although, you know what? I, I got to be honest. <laughs> Uh, once again, this came out 86, 87, it was just around the time that, yeah, it was just around the time that I started, you know, losing interest in a lot of the, the younger set cartoons. And I was more, you know, into going out with my friends and partying. I was going out to golf and stuff, you know, just having that kind of fun. But, um, yeah, Ninja Turtles was not only popular in the cartoon as a franchise, But, man, they started, they got action figures, they got plush toys, and they were even on the box, uh, cereal boxes. You remember that? Yes,
1: yes, I remember seeing that, yeah. Ninja Turtles, I think, was probably one of the more popular, uh, iconic shows and toys back in the 80s, because, you know, you had the toughness of the Ninja Turtle being able to whoop anybody's ass, going against good and evil, and... It was kind of uh, kooky the way that we grew up with watching animals simulate life like they were human beings. Ninja Turtles, uh, you know, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to lie. I was a big fan of Ninja Turtles, and I was already, like I say, I was already a teenager. This came out in 87. Yeah. I was already uh, 20 years old and. Uh, awaiting the arrival of my child. uh, I like how you said I was a teenager.
0: I was a teenager. I was was 20 years old and expecting a child. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You got to throw that in. Well, I was just going to be 20. Well, that's that's the oldest
0: teenager I've ever heard of. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I I can tell you this, though. When the Ninja Turtles became a a live-action movie, that's when I got interested in the Ninja Turtles because I, I did like the movies when they first came out. And now you look at, you know, you look back at the original movie that came out. You go, wow, ah, that was cheesy. That sucked. For the time, it was some good stuff going on.
1: I still like to watch uh, the old Ninja Turtle movies. Call me a sap. Call me JC if you want. But, ah, dude, I get a <laughs> kick out of them still. I don't care how cheesy they look, dude. It was just pretty badass seeing some, uh, some cats in turtle uniforms knocking the crap out of people martial arts style, bro.
0: Here is another cartoon that was recommended that we talk about that came out. This was a long-running one because it was an animated series based off of George Gatley's Daily Comic Strip. So this was based off of a comic strip, and I'll let you listen to the theme song and see if you can guess who that was. Now, this was one of those cartoons that uh, you know it brought us Heathcliff, and Heathcliff was always Aww, getting yeah. into various battles and adventures with yeah. uh, with Spike the dog. And remember, Heathcliff yeah. is a cat, and Spike was a big bulldog. And Heathcliff was always, you know, Heathcliff was the bully.
1: It goes back to uh, like a Tom and Jerry scenario.
0: Kind of reminded me of Garfield. And the, there's another oh, cartoon, yeah. you know, Garfield the cat.
1: The- but Garfield was kind of an obnoxious, kind of uh, egotistical little son of a pussy cat. You know what I'm saying? He was. Uh, <laughs> so like a normal cat. He had to have a certain like. Yeah, Garfield was like a real cat. I, I, I'm not a big uh, cat person myself. I really fancy the dogs. As a matter of fact, I have two American pit
0: bulls. yes you do hey hey, by the way i was meaning to ask i was meaning to ask you for those of you who don't know i just saw a post with cheng and a beautiful is it a blue nose pitbull because it's half white and half gray is that is that a pup did you just get that yeah
1: that's that's a puppy bro he is eight weeks old weighs 11 pounds Uh, oh he weighs 11 pounds at
0: eight weeks old yeah what the heck are you feeding it
1: oh we give him steroids bro we give him some b12 shots uh me and him take (laughs) off to the gym we do some cardio in the morning before I go to work. And then we hit the speed bag. What can of what, what is it? That isn't that normal for, yeah, no, right, I for don't people think so. to but do that with, a, I did uh, with see, a puppy?
0: I did see the picture of your dog. <laughs> and even my wife asked me, she goes, is that a puppy? And I, I didn't know what she was talking about. I go, no, that dog's been with Chang for a while. And she goes, wow. "Well, You thought
1: she was talking about Chance. Exactly. My, uh, my Baze and White Pit Bull. Yes. Right? Now Chance, yeah, Chance has been with me, I'd say, uh seven years he's going on nine years old now and uh yeah we just got this puppy i named him Jax teller after my favorite show which you remember was uh sons of anarchy right yeah jacks uh, jacks is the uh addition to the chang family
0: now that's a rather uh, long a name isn't it jacks teller <laughs> you're gonna call it like that come here jacks teller
1: Jack's Teller, please come now. Attack Jack's Teller. (laughs) Jack's Teller, did you chew my
0: cushion? It sounds like, oh, hello, we must get Jack's Teller to come and do the show for the audience. (laughs) Tell Jack's Teller it was a rather ravishing evening. Oh, is
1: that that beautiful Jack's Teller we're talking about? Oh, he's such a. Kaleidoscope for the
0: eyes. Oh, oh, oh Can you believe the nerve of that Jack Stella? Oh, he won't fall for the baloney, you know. Jeez, you should have. Uh, if
1: you're going to come around here acting like Jack Teller, you could just be god with yourself.
0: Oh, Jacks Teller. Well, uh, the pup is yeah, beautiful. Bro. The pup is beautiful. But uh...
1: thank you, my brother. He's got uh, blue eyes, bro. yeah
0: well, it's it's a blue nose, right?
1: Oh, yes, brother. As a matter of fact, anybody that chimes in to the show, uh, hey, hit us on Facebook and I'll post a picture of me and Jax Teller as we make our way across this beautiful God's country called Earth.
0: but anyway we we digressed talking about dogs because we were talking about spike and heathcliff i can tell you that another set of cartoons that brought us do you remember chippendale's rescue rangers now this is from 1989
1: that's 89 that's almost going into 90 but i recall them yes
0: it was a comedy television series you know it was produced by disney and uh, it brought us chippendale's oh, adventures oh. of chippendale i hate-
1: The turnstiles.
0: I hate. Here's another one from the '80s. I just. Ravage the (laughs) land as never before. Total destruction from mountain to shore. Can you guess what opening theme song that was for? you can't guess it can you no i knew I it no idea i knew it <laughs> uh, well believe it or not this was probably one of the longest running series uh, for children it ran from september 12 1981 to december 2nd 1989 which is a long run wow it was yeah. none other than the Smurfs.
1: Oh, how could I have missed that? And that was a cartoon <laughs> my girls used to watch. Oh, yeah. Papa
0: you want to hear something funny about the Smurfs? There was a sure. urban legend. Let's call it some type of an urban legend going on around the L.A. area And it it made its way south of the border. When I tell you what it was, it's it's hilarious. It turns out. No, no. Well, we're talking about Smurfs, right? So it turns out that back then there were these, you know, there was these two families and they bought their kids everything Smurfs. I mean, everything Smurfs. Their bed had Smurfs, their pillows, their carpet, their, you know, their curtains. They had plush toys. I mean, they had the entire collection. The one case, supposedly it came out on all the news channels. I never saw it, but I did hear the rumor. So the kid is, I want to say three years old, two or three years old. Night after night, I mean, morning after morning, he kept on telling his mom and dad that the Smurfs at night would hit him, right? They would hit him on the head. So his mom and dad, you know, didn't believe him. And uh, one day he tells the the parents, you know, the Smurfs said that they're going to kill me. Wow! Yeah, and the next morning, the two or three year old didn't wake up. He had a a plastic bag over his head, and he had asphyxiated with the bag. There was a second case like that involving a little girl um, with a tragic end as well. But they all blamed it on on the figurines, and they never it wasn't the mom or the dad. It wasn't you know any one of the siblings. It It was was, Papa Smurf. They don't know. What happened? And it's a sad... If it was true, it was. it's a sad story. But, you know, the legend goes on that if you collect too many of the Smurfs, they come to life. Now, this may be a first for many, but I remember yeah. hearing that story when I was a kid. I told my mom, can I have a bunch of Smurfs after hearing the story? Because um, I want them to come to life. <laughs> and... Uh, so were you going to kill them? Well, I was going to stomp on them, yeah. What 80s cartoon this was. Well, that just, that just told you the name. That was the one and only Inspector Gadget. 1983. Uh-huh. With also Deke Entertainment Inspector Gadget. I don't know if you ever, Did you ever see this cartoon? No, I was already
1: graduating. I had already been to the art uh, festival by the time this <laughs> cartoon came out. I was, well, I, I mean... Way did you, above and
0: beyond. Okay, well, did your kids ever see this cartoon?
1: No, I, my kids were not old enough. Uh, they weren't even born, as a matter of fact, when this cartoon came out.
0: But they so, still... No, I mean, they, they still play the cartoon. Me.
1: Yeah, but my grandchildren never watch it, no. All right. The grandchildren are Chang's, remember?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you something, because I don't know if you've never seen this cartoon. It was a goofy Uh, inspector. He was like a private eye. And he was he had a bunch of gadgets and he's always fighting crime. And he was just a klutz. He had a big nose. He had a huge nose. And he dressed kind of like uh, the Pink Panther. But
1: like uh, Columbo.
0: Yeah. But here's the interesting thing. The voice actor. Do you remember who he was? He was the actor, or he was the star of Maxwell Smart, Don Adams. Yes, that's right. I was, gonna say
1: I was, gonna say, I was just going to say that was Don Adams. <laughs> now, I am familiar with the character because it was Don Adams, and I loved everything Don Adams did. Uh, you met my, my buddy, Al, right? Matt Al? Yes. The guy that was formerly with Wicked Relish? Correct. We used to call him Inspector Gadget in the 80s because uh, – uh, al was kind of like that but musician wise you know, oh he I, had I he a had a bunch of stuff
0: gadgets stuff. under his hat and uh, under his oh, coat
1: yeah. under his nose you've seen his nose, nose. <laughs> it was huge <laughs> <laughs> al if
0: you're listening al if you're listening, al, if you're listening I man you
1: got a big nose
0: that's your buddy talking about you on on the air man
1: holy schnozzle
0: Hey, I want to uh, thank you guys for joining us here on Back to the 80s as we're on the home stretch. I do want to remind you guys that we have a Patreon page, and if you want to continue listening to stuff from the 80s, hit us up because anything that you can afford to give us, in spite of the times, goes a long, long ways.
1: You can get an autograph from Toscano and Chang if you give to our Patreon
0: page. We'll give you an autographed picture of Chang's dog. Something very, very cool. We're going to be doing this Hopefully, starting next month, so the month of December, the last Friday of every month. This is going to be news to a lot of you, and I I hope you like it. The last Friday of every month, the show Back to the 80s will only be heard on Spotify. Now, let me tell you why before you get mad. Because we're going to be playing 80s music. That's right, 80s music from Spotify. And the only way that uh, we can do that and not pay royalties is by doing it with Spotify, through our host and through Spotify. That's the arrangement. So we're going to give it our best to be that 80s jocks that you remember and playing your requests for an all 80s Friday. What do you think, Chang?
1: I think it's phenomenal. I'm so stoked to do this. Uh, As you know, I love to... uh Uh, Tickle everyone's brain with and they're in and give them an eargasm with music and we're going to play 80s music from every style that you could possibly sink your teeth and your ears into we're going to go from Megadeth Metallica to Madonna we are going to hit you with Gaja Goo to Cinderella probably all the way to Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and some Motorhead we're going to hit you with some Billy Idol we're going to hit you with the Colt. We are going to hit you with everybody's favorite. Come on, Eileen. That's right. <laughs>
0: we're
1: going to hit you with everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're even going to be playing songs that Chang loves. For example, we're going to be playing bands that he adores, like The Cure, Depeche Mode. Oh, we're yeah. going to be playing uh, Ooh, you know, stuff from uh, Tiffany, Bananarama, and uh, The Bangles. Oh, yeah. But we're also going to be playing stuff from Midnight Star. Do you remember Midnight Star from the 80s?
1: Yes, I do. They were a one-hit wonder.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, they had like two hits, and uh, and uh, well, so we'll play it, those two it all
1: hits. <laughs> you know what? We're going to hit you with music that you could only find on the easy listening stations of the '80s. We're going to hit you with some Kenny Loggins, uh, some Elton John. I, I think I, they're going to like what we have.
0: I really, uh, yeah, I re- I really believe that they're going to enjoy it, especially because we're going to be doing some. You know, we're going to be doing some talking as well. We're going to be talking about the artist about their albums, you know, why they were loved or hated, things like that. We're even going to be playing one of uh, Chang's favorite, you know, metal bands, Def Leppard. You know, uh, (laughs) hey, Chang, want to hear something funny? I was in the car a little while ago when I was driving home with my older son, and uh, we were listening to some, some, well, we were listening to Love Bites, and uh, my older son, Daniel, he says, hey, Dad that singer's pretty nasally, isn't he?
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Tell me about
0: it. And he goes, "Ah." I go, that's Def Leppard. I go, you don't like him? Ah, they're okay. And he turned the station and it was uh, Tina Turner. And he goes, I'd rather listen to Tina Turner.
1: Uh, You know what? You've got to tell your son uh, that uh, I suggest he listens to Love Bites by Judas Priest in the Turbo album. Uh, back in 1987, I want to say the Turbo album. I think he'll like that song "Love Bites." Same title, totally different songs. Is it different lyrics? But by the Metal Gods themselves, I gotta, Judas
0: Priest. I got to hear that song myself. My but, favorite. But, but uh, no, we're not. We're not dissing. Okay. Uh, Def, I'm not dissing anyway. Def Leppard. I, I like some of their stuff. Change's a different story though. But anyway, I am. I hate him. <laughs> Tune in starting December, the last Friday of every month. We're going to be doing Back to the 80s radio with music of your choice, all genres in the 80s. So it's going to be a great time that we're going to have. So the 80s brought us some of the best cartoons ever. I'm going to be talking about a cartoon that started off as a short little episode on the Tracy Ullman show in the 80s. After that, it went into 30-minute episodes, and the show from the 80s is still on today it has not stopped by the way it first aired december 17 1989 wow i remember that That's right. Who can forget The Lovable Simpsons with Bart, his two little sisters, and of course, Homer Simpson and Marge? Marge is the the mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. So who, who can forget? I remember when this cartoon came out, you know, obviously it, it attracted a lot of the adults. And my, yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. Was uh, my it. mom didn't want to let me see this show because she said it was just a bad influence on children. That goes to tell you. The thought process that we that a lot of the parents had still in the in the late eighties.
1: Well, you have to remember it started on the Tracy Oldman show, which was uh, it wasn't kids comedy. It was nothing on on Nickelodeon back then, but it was an adult comedy show, uh, skit comedy, improv comedy. So you know when when the Simpsons came out, you have to remember all these uh, individuals that did the voices were all great improv comedy actors and the show just happened to take off and then it was kind of put into the mainstream family type uh setting that we've seen it in in so many years but it did start off uh a little uh uh disrespectful a little off uh off the tone i would say off the merit of uh of a cartoon for a child you know which it, it also opened the door for so many other cartoons that did follow in that uh type of humor for kids where where kids started being uh subjected to a little bit more adult type humor they were iconic in so many ways
0: this is one of the sh- this is the longest running tv show of all time the simpsons
1: yeah i mean it, it, if you think about it the obnoxious bart simpson uh, that's the kid from hell you know then uh where the the parents were kind of downplayed you know what i mean it's kind of being uh, uh unaware maybe a little bit uh not as intelligent as the children, uh, not as uh, quick-witted as the kids. So.
0: Yeah, and it was a first in the 80s. It was something that a lot of the parents that, that liked wholesome things, they were appalled by this. They, uh, right. they didn't allow their, you know, one of them was my parents. I mean, my mom, she said, there's no way you're watching The Simpsons because you're going to end up, uh, you know, just like Bart.
1: <laughs> yeah. I used to let my kids watch South Park. You know, with Mr. Hinky, who, who was a, a piece of excrement that would sing and dance. I mean, it's a sign of the times. You had shows like Ren and Stimpy, Cat Dog. The Simpsons opened up a whole new realm, I think, of uh, uh, cartoon-type, family-type entertainment-slash-adult-oriented, uh, hidden comedic uh, uh, rhetoric.
0: Man. And like you mentioned, it did lead on to other things that were a lot are a lot worse when one of them is uh south park anyway uh let's continue on because uh we've got two more to go and then we're going to mention a few of the names on our facebook page that mentioned uh, some cartoons that we're not going to be able to talk about this following show needs no introduction That's right, 1984 brought us one of the cartoons that soared the minds and imaginations of all young boys and girls with giant alien autobots and evil Decepticons, robots capable of transforming into vehicles and other objects and waging war with Earth's fate at stake. The Transformers, the 1984 animation series that went on a complete four seasons and then it was revamped and then movies came etc etc but uh, were you one that liked the transformers
1: uh you know what i like i say 84 i was already a teen but i was intrigued that the concept in a cartoon came out i was even more intrigued when they did actually make the uh, toys that were transformers very reminiscent of uh, rubik's cube and I, I gotta tell you i did enjoy the movies that they made of the Transformers, especially when Megan Fox was in there. Hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: yeah. Woo! Pedal to the
1: metal, all gears were revving. Yeah,
0: no, I love the Transformers. And then I remember early on when they first came out, they came out with these Transformer watches, and every kid yes, wanted one. I remember and those. I And I remember my sure. mom bought me my first Transformer watch. She got it for $16. Wow. I'll never forget, $16. I, really? uh, yeah, I, I don't remember where she bought it, but uh, I went with her the day that she bought it and I was all excited because I had my red, you know, my Optimus Prime on my wrist and I, I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I felt like the that coolest a, cat. You
1: know what? I find that so uh, refreshing and funny right now because uh, I not only did uh, did I picture you as a young Toscano child, yeah, all pumped up with your Optimus Prime wristwatch. <laughs> but, uh, man, 84, I was, like, so far from Optimus Prime. I was, like, uh, in the prime of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was intrigued with the action figures that came out, the toys. And, like I say... And Megan Fox, of course. Out, I was even twice. And
0: of course, of and course. And the last one, the last one for today that I have on my list is none other than... That's right. None other than the Thundercats. You got to remember this. If you're not familiar with the Thundercats, it follows the adventures of a group of cat-like humanoid aliens from the planet Thundera. When the dying planet beats its end, the group known as the Thundercats is forced to flee its homeland while leaving in their Thunderfleet. The Thundercats are attacked by the mutants, Plundar, who attack most of their starships. And uh, the Thundercats, of course, become friendly with the natives of Earth, who help the cats when the mutants find out where they are, and they attack again. So it's a great show, man. I mean, this has a large cult following today. And I heard somewhere down the grapevine that Thundercats was going to be made into a live-action film. Now, this I would like to see.
1: That would have been. I would like to have seen. I would like to see that. I'd say it would probably fall in the realms of something like a Planet of the Apes, where they're going to actually make these uh, humanistic animal type uh, uh, characters come to life. I would be intrigued to see that. I just hope I they don't ruin it. When I first it. heard of Thunder. No. Now, when, I, when, I, when this cartoon first came out, I was already older. I thought, wow, that's a bunch of unneutered alley cats, Thundercats, because that's what, you know, an aggressive. That's basically type, what it was, uh, yeah. Cat, right.
0: That's basically what it was. If you're
1: a cat owner out there, uh, you know that uh, an unneutered alley cat that you take into your home is like the cat from hell. They have a bad. They have a New York kind of attitude, whether or not they grew up in the streets of New York or Los Angeles or Las Vegas. Uh. Ever
0: wish you could go back to the '80s with the crazy clothes and those wacky hairdos? Well, let Toscano and Chang transport you back in time, back to the 80s. It's
1: time to get that.
0: (laughs) That's right. It's that time again. It's that time of the show when we talk about uh, what made us angry back in the 80s. But in honor of the most wondrous you, that's right, Chang, we now call them Changries. Oh. So, Chang, back in the 80s, what made you Changri?
1: You know what used to get me Changri back in the 80s whenever I saw an 80s cartoon? What? He-Man's haircut.
0: (laughs) That gets me Changri today looking at He-Man's haircut. Or anybody trying to be He-Man today. Yeah, me too. You know what used to get me Changri? I know a lot of guys with that. (laughs) You know what used to get me Changri back in the 80s uh, regarding cartoons? What's that? strawberry shortcake that uh, show used to get me changry i still watch that though
1: you know what got me changry back in the 80s uh, thinking about cartoons
0: what DuckTales <laughs> i hated that
1: show
0: you the know what used to you know what used to get me really changry in the 80s there's a cartoon i don't even know their names and i don't plan to know their names cuz i hate them to today i they're my changriest changri of today they're three. They're like from Looney Tunes. They're three weird, crazy. I don't know if they're cats. Those three characters are the worst Changri of my eighties cartoon life.
1: You know what got me Changri back <laughs> in the eighties?
0: Interesting. What's Splinter. that? Flintir. Oh, from uh, Sensei Rat. From Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Yeah, I hated rats back then. Ah, you dirty rat. You're not going to tell me what to
0: do. I knew you did so without you, see? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is this Friday's Changri's. If you have a Changri or something that made you angry back in the 80s and you'd like to share it with us, go ahead and leave us a direct message through our Facebook page. So Chang, and I really try to think about that that weird cartoon. I'm looking at it right now on the computer and I can't find them. I, I just know they were part of Looney Tunes or... They were just crazy. They were all black with white chest and a red nose. I don't know if you remember this.
1: I think I kind of do. They kind of look like Sylvester but they yes. don't.
0: Yes, yes they do. And yeah. they were just crazy.
1: They were pretty t- It was stupid. It was like a stupid concept. I think it, I know exactly what cat They
0: were obnoxious. About. So if one of you yeah. guys listening knows the name of this crazy cartoon Go ahead and leave that out of our Facebook fan page because I like not remembering them. Anyway, put a picture of them. Also. No, don't put a picture of them. I'll go nuts. Yeah,
1: put a picture of those obnoxious cats.
0: Well, it's been it's been a blast talking about 80s cartoons. And uh, man, it's going back and reminiscing on all those things that, that we used to watch back then. And it's too bad. It's too bad that a lot of uh, the new generation can't ever be a part of what we went through. But this is the one and only Back to the 80s. And I want to remind you guys that we're here every Friday on every platform that you can imagine, starting from iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Outcast, and everywhere else. Go ahead and tell your friends and family, and tell the youngsters, too, so they can listen in and and hear what we used to go through back then in the 80s. So on behalf of me, of Toscano, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here in spite of the uh, alarming rate of of a possible uh, second lockdown coming. So just uh, be safe. Do what you're supposed to. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and stay away from other people. Do your best to keep your family members safe during the holidays as well. See you next Friday. I'm Discano. God bless you guys.
1: Chang here before I release you to another glorious weekend. Remember to keep being you. Stay lifted and gifted. And remember to always do whatever you have to do To put a smile not only on your face, but somebody's else. Call somebody that you love. Tell them you love them and you wish you could be there. I am out of here. Arrivederci. Adios. Hasta la vista. And to all my homies in the barrio. Orale.